This is Creators in Vietnam with Tuesi and Moni. We aim to inspire you on your journey by interviewing creative entrepreneurs across Vietnam who make a positive impact on their community and their own lives. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Creators in Vietnam. I'm Moni, and today I'm here with Tracy, my co-host. Yes, yes, hello. Hello, and Selena. Hello. Hi, Selena. Let's welcome Selena. We are so excited to have her here. Today, we're going to talk about sex. Yes. yes. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> yeah, about you, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are so excited about this topic because we find it so important to talk about, especially in Vietnam, but it's still such a taboo topic somehow, mm-hmm. but we're going to explore this further. So a little bit of intro about Selena. So Selena is a Saigonese Gen Z, raised in a conservative and religious family without a proper sex education. So after she went her a lot of struggles with her sex and love life, now she's on the mission to become a sex love relationship coach to help women and couples hear their sexual trauma, have an orgasmic and enjoyable sex life. Love that. <laughs> and she also wants to give the young Vietnamese a different perspective about sex and unlearn everything the patriarchal society has taught. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Very good. We need someone like that <laughs> in Vietnam. Feels good to be here with you today. Yes. Welcome, Selena. Yeah. So let's start maybe with your upbringing. So since you mentioned that you grew up in a very conservative and religious family. How was it for you to be in that environment and how sex was talked about or mentioned at all? Hmm. Well, my parents didn't mention about the word sex until I have a boyfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I oh. had my first boyfriend and he's now my fiancé. Um, back when I was 16 years old and we did kiss in the classroom and the teacher figured that out so she invited both parents to come up for a meeting awkward yeah (laughs) and it was kind of shameful to me too because I was a teenager and being being coarse about like you did is so wrong and you can't get pregnant and stuff like like the teacher act like I've already get pregnant, you know. And my mom was so freaked out as well, and she she even cried like like in front of everybody because she, she was embarrassed of what I did with my boyfriend. So yeah, I did. Uh, now your fiance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the first the first time I heard what my mom said about sex is from that event (laughs) and um, what is it again the word sex in Vietnamese because I never learned the word sex in Vietnamese even though I grew up in a Vietnamese family so yeah guys that's how serious it is (laughs) I just learned about it too it's what it's Uh no I just learned I just learned it (laughs) like three weeks ago wow really yeah yeah because well because we we just said even like when you say porn you say theme sex here so, well, how, how did you come up with the word then you I, I, I saw it very funny I saw it on a documentary on Netflix about <laughs> sex there is documentaries right now oh, on, uh, really? 
really? I think pleasure it's called and and they were talking about sex and it was like and then this is the first time that I saw it written oh. and I, I don't I don't even use it with my girlfriend it's like because we say sex oh. you know and it's like I was like oh didn't you <laughs> I thought I, and I confused it with for uh, for sperm for a long time because they sound the same no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you use it also as a verb but uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, no, we, we use other words, uh, for, for the for example, if it's a verb, then it's going to be làm tình. Làm tình is make love. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. we figured it out. So, <laughs> Sorry for catching Yeah, we, yeah. we kind of cut you off, but can I, can I ask you just to come back to your upbringing? Like, where did you grow up? Uh, in Ho Chi Minh City. In Ho Chi Minh City? Yeah, born and oh, oh Saigon girl right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which district? <laughs> Which uh, which area? Uh, Bintan district. Bintan, okay, yeah. yeah, and and so how was the environment at that time? So like you you went to a you would consider a, a normal quote unquote a normal high school or anything like yeah, this? Yeah, definitely, was, everything was normal until yeah. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> 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 it was so not normal. At all. Yeah. First boyfriend ever. Like. In a Vietnamese environment, no. yeah. Your English is so good. I, you, I believe you went to an international ah, school. <laughs> so it was a very typical Vietnamese environment. Mm-hmm. And then at 16, you have a boyfriend. You kiss the boyfriend in the classroom and then World War Three happens. <laughs> is that right? Uh, was it even a French kiss? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tongue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and after that uh, incident with the teacher and your mom crying... What did you think? Like, how did you perceive the whole situation? That and the worst trial ever on earth. Mm. Feels so shameful. Feels so guilty. And like the worst feelings ever. And I did even try to change my Facebook avatar into black, you know, because uh, that's what Vietnamese people usually do when they experience something bad. Yeah. But the funny thing is that somehow it changed into yellow. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking weird. Anyway, yeah, if if it's bad and worst feeling ever that I feel like I've betrayed my mom because I was a very good girl <sighs> until I know what love is. Do you still feel that way today? Nah. Yeah. No. So how do you feel about this whole situation? Like today? Today, yeah. Well, I feel like everything happens to me, it happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. So that event, to me, it should happen because I needed to figure out about my sexual... Um, I was I wouldn't call it trauma, but um, it's something that I should experience to grow up as who I am today. Mm-hmm. So. And do you think this experience that you had, all the Vietnamese girls or boys had it with their parents? I think they all did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I asked the question, but I knew the answer already. <laughs> <laughs> Even me, I'm, as a big kid, like my father, my mom passed when I was six. And after this, like sex was such a, a weird subject in our family. And I remember mm-hmm. my father wanted higher education for me. And so he went to visit a lot of like the big school, the big high school in, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I remember he came back one day and he was like, you're not going to this high school because I went there and like two 16-year-olds were kissing with tongue and they were like having, they were filming porn in that in that school and like this was horrible. Like you're not going there. They're, they're going to corrupt you. And I was like, and he was talking to me like I was doing this shit and I was like, I didn't do that. Like I'm trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get a girlfriend. 
But yeah, my f- very conservative minds. Mm, yeah. yeah, my parents also never talked about sex ever, and I'm curious about the sex education level mm. in Vietnam, or <laughs> and also like how because the thing is with sexuality that at certain age we start to getting curious about mm. because there are signs from our body. Yeah, mm. <laughs> clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how the young Vietnamese generation actually experience this? Like, what first, what kind of education you get, and second, like how when you start to get curious about it, where you can get information about sex. Mm. In my case, I didn't get any sex education lessons. So, but the boys at my age, they did get some from porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they did know that a girl had three holes, but I didn't know that. No. Three holes. Yeah. Three holes. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just precising. Yes. Yes. Okay, very. Yeah, indigenous. and I, I didn't know that until they tell me. You know. Yeah. So because I didn't even touch my body, and I didn't know that I should masturbate or not masturbate, mm-hmm. and I didn't know like like literally everything about down there. Zero. So yeah, <laughs> I like in your interest form how you said like you're so comfortable putting a menstrual cup, but you didn't know anything about masturbation, oh, which was like, it was yeah. so like for me like interesting, like fascinating to be like yeah, Actually, it's, it's very the true. The first time that uh, the menstrual cup was put into my vagina, my boyfriend helped me with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was sweet. Mm-hmm. He's such a um, yeah. such a sweetheart. Because at least he know where my vagina is, and I don't. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. so interesting because I okay I, I my sex first because masturbation I feel like it just come vi- like as an accident mm. in our life mm. Mm. I don't know can you confirm I, I, I cannot like, and, I, and I'll, I'll stay I'll I you know in this conversation I'll stay as far away from it because I come from a male perspective and I do understand the male privilege and mm. not that I'm going to stay far is I, I'm going to listen a lot more oh, I think because okay. Me as a male giving my observation, nobody fucking cares. There's mm-hmm. enough male toxicity out there. But I do understand when you say like, you know, we had porn. I've I've betrayed the trust a lot of girls in my, my early 20s because of porn. Where like, you know, it was just about what I thought sex should be mm. from the movies. The, the very wrong image of it. Yeah, totally. And so I disrespected a lot of bodies unknowingly. Mm. You know, like because I, I knew there was three holes and I wanted to do anal, for example. And all those <laughs> things. And, and you don't consider... It's much later on now that I'm older that I understand that, you know, sex is a lot in the mind. There is a building of trust that happens and all those things. And pff, I, I, I can't I can't tell you all those. those, those. OK. Yeah. Anyway, that's my only observation. Please. <laughs> yeah. Back the, to you, Selena. <laughs> <laughs> so how you, you got informed? Any kind of resource at that time? Uh yeah, so I didn't watch porn and I didn't get any lessons from my parents or the school uh, except from the, the boys uh, in school. Yeah, but then I, I just heard the information. I didn't care about it because I don't know if I should care about it or not. And then until I had my first boyfriend and um, he did tell me, he did try to tell me to give him a hand job. But I didn't know what the hand job is, you know. So just grab his dick. <laughs> but then he come, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I was so freaked out, you know. Like I, I, like literally, it scared me, scared the hell out of me. And 
and he tried to make me less um, frightened by telling me it's just the sweat. And I was like, I'm 16 years old. I've never seen the sweat like that. I think it's not the sweat at all. <laughs> But yeah, and then later he explained that um, it's, it's when the boy come, it, it would be happen stuff like that. So. So liquids very, coming up, yeah. up like a volcano. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the very first sex ed lesson <laughs> in my real life I ever get. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, so that's how it started. So for you, it's more like, let's say, practical. You didn't read the book first mm, or yeah. n- no resources. You just experienced this whole through with someone else, your boyfriend, and uh, explored it from there. Yeah. Actually, the book I did read in school, which is the guy has penis and the girls had a vulva, and that's it. And and how you started to learn about like what's the function of sex, <laughs> what's the function of menstruating, and all of all of that. Mm, well, the, about the menstruation, my mom did tell me like at this certain uh, age you will have the blood coming out from your body and you should use paths. And I was so excited for that. I even had a collection of different paths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's just uh, for menstruation. But for sex, like I told you before, they didn't. My parents didn't mention about it at all. And only until I had boyfriend that I know about sex and how it should be. But I didn't like Google any information like what is intercourse and blah 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 because I literally just lay on the bed and my boyfriend would do everything else. I just you know. How was your relationship with pleasure at that time? Like you know, like in from from the moment that you had your period until you had your boyfriend, and a little bit after you had your boyfriend. How was your relationship, or how did you feel pleasure? Uh, well. Blenders. Um, it just feels good, but I mean, before I have a boyfriend, mm-hmm. I I did try to touch myself with the clothes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't because I didn't know where my vagina is, so I can not put the finger in there. But I did try to touch myself, and yes, it feels good. And until I have a boyfriend and he touched me and like he really put inside of me mm-hmm. and I feel like wow this is more pleasurable and I like this feeling yeah mm. so when was the moment when you learned what orgasm is about well I didn't learn about orgasm because I I think it's not until many sex that I have orgasm you know mm-hmm. so because actually women don't have a lot of orgasm during their sex life it just Sometimes have orgasm, so I did learn about orgasm, and I just feel like it feels good, and that's it. Yeah. So you have the boyfriend at sixteen. You started to explore like how long you've been together. When the moment came, like oh, actually this is what orgasm. Mm. So when when was the moment that you learn what how orgasm feels and what it is? Because there's a problem like many women don't experience orgasm. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite common. And uh, and I'm curious to hear from your perspective, like when was the moment when, ah, oh, I have mm. orgasm. I think my boyfriend told me that I have orgasm because I didn't know it myself. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> interesting. Yeah, 
know, right? <laughs> so when he told you that, did you okay? Wait, but no, okay, go keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that that time we had sex, it was in another uh, space. We would have like um, we we rented a hotel, and mm. it has so many um, decoration that it it makes the room looks like a boxing stage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's changed the vibe, so it gets me turned on more than usual. And we did fuck so hard, so I think that that time, I I feel like, well, you know, the butterflies coming out of my head and stuff. So I think this is the first time I had orgasm. And when I I told my boyfriend how I feel, and he said, yeah, maybe that you had orgasm at that time. And so, can you confirm today that it was an orgasm? Yeah, I think it was. You think it was? <laughs> I think it. Was. You think it I, was? I should get more <laughs> orgasms to, to make sure that yes. this time it was the the right. Are one. you still? I don't have that much orgasm, or or how come you can't cannot identify whether it was or not? Mm, I think I, I haven't have a lot of orgasm to make sure that it's the right one. So yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's your it's your discovery. That's your exploration. That's yeah. that's that's quite interesting. It's it's always fun because like you're on the path of educating yourself and exploring more. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that I think it was an orgasm will transform to yeah, it was an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> One question I always want to I'm always curious like how Vietnamese young generation have sex because many people live with their parents. Mm. How do you find occasions? The hotels. Yeah, the hotels. Purely the hotels. That's the only place. And my parents didn't even know that we got the guts to go to the hotel to have sex. Mm. <laughs> They uh, only think that if we travel together, then we would have sex by the time. But yeah, that's the story of me five years ago, begging for my parents to let me go to Thailand with my boyfriend. And, and they said no, because... You will have sex, so we don't want you to go. And I was like, if I wanted to have sex, I would have done it a very long time ago. I don't need to wait until to go to Thailand, you know. In, in your <laughs> in your opinion, because you've I know you've discussed this with your parents now. Like, why do you think there was so much conservatism from your parents about sex? The only thing that makes them concerned is pregnancy. So, but but, but like you, yes, pregnancy is one thing. I think it's uh, yeah, but. Why do you think there's so much uneducated about sex, or like like if you look at your parents, I don't know your parents, but like they probably didn't have a, or did they have a, a sex life? Do they still have a sex life? Do you know this? <laughs> they, they still have a sex life. Yeah, and so why there is there a disconnect between them having a sex? That's a question that I'm asking myself too. But why is there still a disconnect between our parents having a sex life and yet not being able to accept? talking or our kids or the kids to have sex or things like this why is there that dis- i did try to ask my parents yeah, about yeah. this and they both told me that you can just google it because the this is the the, the this is the time when you can just find out anything you want on the internet so you can just figure out about sex yourself so mm-hmm. you don't need any sex education from us That's what my parents told me, and about they not talking about it at all, even though they have a sex life, because they believe sex life is only for marriage. You know? uh, do, do you find that a little bit hypocritical when, like, you know, like when? And I, I always talk about this with my girlfriend when, like, for a man, and again, this is my only output as a man <laughs> here, 
it is very easy to get a blowjob or a massage or you know or any type of sex that you want you can buy it for less than 500k yeah probably at the corner of the street over there probably at a massage over there and like so do you find this hypocritical from men that they allow themselves to have pleasure for very little i mean i I know most of the men have cheated on their wives and that's okay it flies so do you find how how do you approach this it feels really unfair because mm. you know the boys from the very young age they can just you know get together and watch porn but mm. the girls didn't like we we just don't really think that we should watch porn or find out about our sexuality in that kind of way so that's why we we didn't get enough of the information about sex and growing up we think it's not important for us too until we have to marry someone right and and get on the bed with them and that's that's when we figure out that we should learn more about sex i wonder like if there's not even a curiosity about it because i remember in in elementary school we already started to talk about boys and then maybe because we're exposed in the tv as well sex and kissing and all of that uh we also start to talk about like uh, why we have a period and also talk about accidents the moment we touched ourselves mm-hmm. because it's it's i remember for me the first masturbation experience it happened it's, it was very random mm-hmm. it was a pure accident <laughs> my hands were just bent <laughs> over there <laughs> <laughs> Without me knowing. <laughs> and so the legends say. <laughs> we trust you, Moni. <laughs> it's like when you go on a bicycle. I'm sure the women who is listening, they know. When you go on a bicycle, you know that something, something is tickling. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then, you know, okay, something is going on there. <laughs> and it feels good, so. Yeah, and so, so I wonder, like, if you didn't have any groups around you, like girls, like, you know, gathering in the bathroom talking about like did you do that <laughs> or, or like hey question, I, I had this i do have uh, friends who just you know uh talk about things but sex was not one of the topics actually which is boys was one of the topics like you should flirt like this and you should talk to him like that but it's not about sex. yeah but yeah. so do you think still like um Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions uh, out, out of script here. The it, patriarchy right here, we're obviously the whole exploration that you're doing is also you um, trying to free yourself from the patriarchal axis that di- dictates Vietnam a little bit yeah. and the world in general, yeah. that whole male toxicity. But do you think that even now, like you're still, when we're talking about sex right now, you're still giving a bit of that away to your boyfriend it's not a totally independent exploration right here where there is a lot of the control that is still to a man Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and are you aware of that a little bit and are you conscious or trying to do something about this well i do aware of it because Mm. like i mentioned before with moni without my boyfriend i will not be the one who i am today Mm -hmm. so that's why i had to are you sure though Pardon? Maybe if he wasn't here, you would still be the one you are today. <laughs> <laughs> well, but let's just believe that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I made a decision that I had to speak up mm. for for the girls 
in Vietnam, girls out there that they need to normalize sex mm. and they need to see sex is just you know something of uh, like our basic needs, like well, eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit deeper in the, the conversation because I my my girlfriend also is very I, I take it like for a very typical Vietnamese girl, mm. 24, very typical, mm. and she suffered a lot of abuse, Obs- abuse oh, from yeah. men, and oh. that's something that's a topic that you will face at some point with the young generation, obviously, because when men are uneducated, they abuse their power, yeah, and that happens a lot. So, in my understanding, your boyfriend is your fiance; it's your only partner that you have. Yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So do you understand that this this is a privilege? You were privileged to have, not privilege. Let's not say that you have a privilege of a man. You were lucky. You were no, not even lucky. It was like <laughs> you have this chance or mm. whatever it is that your boyfriend seems to be a, a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you, do, but like, uh, if you have started to talk about this, and you, if you will talk about this to a lot of girls here in Vietnam, as I've done, I think you will encounter that topic. How do you go? Or how do you forgive abusive behaviors from men? Well, because forgive is the first step of healing yourself mm-hmm. from the trauma, from everything that hurts your feelings. So yeah. that's the first thing to do. And if you're asking me how, then I have to finish my coaching program. <laughs> <laughs> Food for thought. Man. <laughs> I mean, Tracy, it's, it's, like it's a tough question. It's a tough question. Because if I'm, you, you know. haven't been through abuse, like mm-hmm. I myself, I wouldn't say that I've been through abuse, but I've been through a situation where I feel like I didn't give my full consent. Consent mm. is the word. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you're right. So yeah. if you haven't been in the situation, I think mm. it's hard for Salana to, to answer that. So Indeed, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's a difficult question. So. It's, it's a difficult question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But I think what I would be curious about is that in your experience, like what kind of challenges you had having been in a relationship without knowing much about sex mm-hmm. and about your own body. So what kind of challenges did you face with your partner over the years and how did you resolve that um, I think I, I wouldn't call this the challenge I would say it's like it's the lesson because um, like I didn't know I literally didn't know anything about my body and he's the one who lead the, the game you know so um, until the lockdown last year that I cannot meet him in person and I was just so horny. <laughs> <laughs> and he encouraged me, why don't you try masturbation, like penetration masturbation. Um, but I was so afraid of it because not comfortable like putting my hand inside of me. It still feels weird with me mm. back then. So, but one day it was just so boring and literally had nothing to do. So I think I should try it. And holy shit, mm. <laughs> it literally like changed my life. Like, it's it kind of spiritual to me as well because by the time I did masturbation, I I had some connection with my sexuality, and I feel like it's enlightened. Yeah, and the magical thing is that after the masturbation. 
the word sex coach just popped up in my head, even though I didn't know what a sex coach is. Then I had to Google it, and then wow, I read about it, and I feel like, damn, this is what I want to do. Because first, I really enjoy sex. I really enjoy talking about it, and you know, just let people know that they should have good sex and、uh, protect sex, and that's why I feel like sex coach is the thing that I should do, and it's what I meant to be. It's so interesting for me that actually you only started masturbation only recently, even though you've、yeah. been with your boyfriend for almost ten years. And、mm. for me, for example, that was one of the first thing that I I started with, and then yeah, <laughs> leading yeah, yeah, leading、yeah. up to. So how、uh, how did you embrace your own sexuality? Like how?、Um, because for me, I feel like you are like we're a different continuum. Of sexual aspiration, exploration. So you started with just like going with the flow, not knowing anything what actually really going on in terms of like, you know, leading it, like knowing what makes you feel good and what's pleasurable. Instead of you were just like, okay, let's、uh, let's just go, let's just go. <laughs> 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 and then now you came to the point like. Okay, let's define what's pleasure. Yeah. In a broader term. Well, the way I embrace my sexuality, I would I would mention dancing, because、uh, at the moment I am a dance instructor. I I give lessons about sexy dance and dance fitness, and when it comes to sexy dance, it gives me the feeling like pleasurable as well as when I have sex. You know、mm-hmm. because. Uh, I can just look at me in the mirror, wearing sexy outfit, touching myself, and feel the music, and it it just feels good. So that's one of the ways that I embrace who I am as a sensual person. <laughs> and that's happened kind of recently. But when what happened? How did you perceive sex before before masturbation, before、uh, sexy dance? How? What was how did how did you perceive sex in general? Like, what was it for you? Um, the funny thing is that I talked about sex a lot when I before I met my boyfriend, but I didn't know what it was. You know, I would just you know in class and randomly, hey, I think sex is good. <laughs> and even the funny thing is that my English teacher back then it was two thousand and twelve. You know, like the the end of the world stuff. And the teacher did ask, <laughs> did ask my, my class, <laughs> like,、um, what would you want to do before the end of the world? And I would、yeah. just, I want to have sex before the end of the world. I don't want to die as a virgin. <laughs> and he was like so shocked with my answer, you know. And he, he, he told everybody that, that this little girl want to have sex before she dies. <laughs> and, and do you know why you said that? I don't know. Like it's just so fucking random in、mm. my head, and、mm. I, 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 I did talk a lot about sex, about period. I would just go out randomly telling people, "Hey, I'm on my period." Is I think it's like a cool thing for me to say about it, you know. And and and, and would you you so your surrounding at that time your environment like in between zero to ten years old, how would they talk about sex? No, I I didn't talk about that sex and period and stuff until I was in high school. So like that was, high school is when fourteen. Ah,、uh, no, 
So from zero to fourteen, zero to fifteen. Yeah. Zero to fifteen. How how was sex talked around you? Were, were people making jokes like this, or were people talking about sex, or were people guys around you were were saying those things? What well, the guys around uh-huh. me did say about things like that because they did watch porn at yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. but I would just think that it's so nasty, and I shouldn't yeah. be hearing all that stuff. And yet you were talking about sex. After. After okay, yeah. yeah. And so, it was sex for you a mean to give pleasure to a man? No. Was that the goal at the beginning? At the beginning, no. I I literally didn't think of any goal actually, because I mm. just do it without any objectives. Mm. Because it was fun to do, so I just. So how would you imagine this? Like your boyfriend says, like start to like getting closer to you, getting a bit touchy touchy, <laughs> and then you you just like know that okay, this is a sign. Okay, let's give it in. So like because like for example, like for me, it was always like. I can initiate sex myself as well. Mm-hmm. So in my relationship, I maybe at the beginning when I was still exploring, I was waiting for the man to you know approach me, warm me up, and you know lead me into it. But mm-hmm. then later on, I also mm-hmm. gained the power like I can actually express my own sexual desire. I can be the one leading my partner into this. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me a little bit like for you more were the first scenario well but how can i how can we imagine this my my sex life was just so ridiculous you know after a few times my boyfriend fingered me and i think that back, back then i did i did lose my virginity but i didn't know and after like one or two years later i i would just uh i was ready to let him have penetration sex with me and then he was like oh you have no virgin uh, i did like the hymen down there is not there at all I'm like oh really so i did lose my virgin with you or how i don't know so yeah the first time was just weird and confusing <laughs> because i didn't know that i did lose my virginity beforehand so yeah just like that and then after that, like, how was your sex life with him? Always, like, him initiating? Well, I think it's 50-50. Like, he would say, let's have sex. And I would say, yeah, I think that what should we what we should do, too, because we don't have really, ma- we don't really have many plans to do on the weekends. Besides, <laughs> sex, when I'm on my period, so we cannot have sex, so go to the movies and eat outside that's it Just so it's actually made it into a plan like hey yeah. girl uh, <laughs> we should have sex on the weekend yeah uh, totally at 2 p.m <laughs> meet you there i think the hotel. yeah sex is very planned in vietnam because oh, people go to the hotel they don't have a house yeah there is no netflix and chill there is a hotel actually that is called netflix and chill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there is no, hey, come over to my place, babe, and like you know, we'll uh, we'll have food and things like that. They, because w- the parents will be there. Yeah, you know? in the Western world, yeah. and you shocked me when you told me that she invited her boyfriend, <laughs> and like her boyfriend slept over at her parents' house when she was how old? Fifteen? No, seventeen. Seventeen. So that's still incredible. <laughs> Think about oh. this. Very traditional Vietnamese family, and she got I'm her stubborn, white okay. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> white boyfriend to come and sleep at so her racist. place <laughs> oh my god really see? see 
Not I bad. was very oh. stubborn. I told my parents, all my friends are doing this. Right. I want to do this too. Yeah. Wow. I used to be engaged. I had I had an ex-fiancé now. At 30, 31 years old, she came to visit the, my house in France. And my father was like, she's sleeping in the guest room. You're sleeping in your room. And I'm like, I'm 31, guys. What's up here? We've done it everywhere. Oh like, yeah. So it's like, well done. Well, I was shocked when she told me this. Sorry. I, I'm still shocked. And I was like, wow. I mean, with the first boyfriend, we didn't sleep at each other place so much. So we also had to do a tiny bit of planning. But yeah. we never said like, okay, meet you there at 2 p.m. <laughs> And I, I feel I feel <laughs> at a certain age too, and I, th- I think that's what we're trying to get to is like a cer- at certain age bef- uh, before I was thirty, I was horny all the time, <laughs> <laughs> or there was I mean, not not horny, but it was like uh, uh, sex was me- was for me escapism, and we can talk about maybe that's too deep, but like. Uh, I think we are just young and having hormones. That's it. Yeah, I, I, no, I, so I self-diagnosed myself with a sex addiction. I think you know most of my twenties, and that's because, again, I was escaping every all my traumas with pleasure. So it was escapism through pleasure, and I ended up in drugs and sex. So that those are the dark territory of sex, and maybe we don't have to talk about this today. Yeah, yeah, but. Anyway, very so. Yeah, in Vietnam, it's very very calculated. I feel. Yeah. It's and even that there is no room for exploration. It's not like in the Western world where, you know, you kids have a door and like you know they can lock the door. Yeah. You know, my father was like that door. Even if you have a room, first you're sharing it with your sister and your brother, and yeah. that door stays open. I do share my room with my yeah. sister. So how are you supposed to explore? Yeah, totally. Your intimacy. Yeah. yeah. Then when exploration started for you guys, like for you to. Uh, I, I, the first time I ever gave my boyfriend a hand job is that I came over to his house, but he has his, uh, bedroom. And by the time you just sit down and, you know, and then it was a little bit of silent, but then he take off his pants. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was just, just, that's it. The f- ever the first ever exploration about sex is on my boyfriend's body not on mine so your boyfriend he was also you are the first yeah person mm. for him so yeah. actually it's really cute to hear how you two doing it <laughs> it's, it's very special high school sweetheart we yeah. don't see that very often but yeah that's good yeah that's very good how, how is your coaching going the program have you joined it yet, or? Uh, yes, yeah. I, I did. Uh, started from the 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 end of uh, March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what the impact you want to make by becoming a sex coach? Is that I want to normalize sex. I want to just bring on the topic on the table and let people talk about it. It's like the way. We want to talk about food. We want to talk about school or love or anything. It's just another topic that shouldn't be a taboo. And how is it talk about now that you are 25, if I'm correct? Mm-hmm. How you talk? How is it talk about now at the moment? I just randomly talk about it. Like, for example, two days ago, I had a conversation with my mom about sex and her perspectives about when uh, a girl or a boy should have sex. Because uh, I'm planning on a trip 
this weekend getaway trip with my boyfriend and my sister and her boyfriend. And my mom just told me,、uh, you know, you need to sleep with her on that getaway trip. Don't let her sleep with her boyfriend. And I was like, hmm, because you're afraid that they would have sex. My mom was like, yeah. <laughs> But I was like, why? And she said, obviously because they're too young. But mom, they are twenty. They are not that young, and they may have enough、uh, knowledge about their body and what is protected sex and how it should be. So why don't you just let them do it? And my mom said, "Well, the older you get, the better the sex is for you." Do you think when it's, com- it's coming from your mom, it might also be her trying to tell you that men's are bad? Or maybe trying to share her experience in the past, but she doesn't know how to. Yeah, because literally my mom didn't receive any、uh, sex ed lessons、mm-hmm. until she get married. She would experience her sex life, but before that, zero. So the funny thing is that she read about perspectives of young people about sex、mm-hmm. on the magazine, on newspaper, and she told me. That what the boys said, they would prefer to have sex with their girlfriend. But if they get married with someone, they would prefer the wife is virgin. And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what do you mean?" And and she believes that all boys are like that. And if if the boys can't have sex with you, then he will just get boring with you later on. So that's why she's always trying to tell me. Ah,、oh, so she still lives in the old mentality that the、mm. girl is clean,、yeah. and she's a virgin,、Ooh. and a man、mm. would only marry someone who is clean,、yeah. aka a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how my mom processed that, but <laughs> she realized very fast that I'm not gonna get there. <laughs>、mm. But it's it's tough for mothers who who believe that, who truly believe that. What they believe, what they're being handed. I、yeah. mean, it's it's like we we have to, and it, that's part of the, you know, going to understand. We talk a lot of, about gener- generational traumas here in 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 our podcast, but it's we don't know. I mean, we do know actually with with the history, but I'm pretty sure, like you know, your mom and my girlfriend's mom were not treated very fairly by men. Yeah. But that's their truth, and they're just handing you their truth. Yeah. And the the fact is. You know, for one case like you,、uh, just observational, you were lucky. Let's say you were lucky with with a man that did not abuse you.、Mm. For one, you I know fifteen, way more actually, more than fifteen girls that didn't have such a good experience. And I'm sorry to bring it back to this,、mm-hmm. but for me it seems like a very big thing. Like you know, like many guys that when girls that wanted to be independent, like my girlfriend, when and guys didn't wear condoms and things like this, got pregnant. The guy was sixteen, seventeen, didn't care about them.、Yeah. This happens way more often than your situation in Vietnam. And so, for me, it's very important to ask. Like, so if we want to talk about sex, if we want to talk, be sex coach or anything like this, how do we deal with this? So with basically, the, the weight of yeah,、that. how do we empower women to exactly, talk,、yes. to, to speak up, to、mm-hmm. say like, hey, wear a fucking condom because because、yeah. you, you need to protect, to, your, or, need to protect or, yourself or, or like. Telling 
honestly to the other person, hey, I want it in this position because this mm-hmm. is how I feel good or I want you to put your hand here because that's how I, I like it. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that are not common, mm-hmm. especially not. if you don't, it's you're not, not because empowered. Because the older generation, their truth is a man is for a woman. No, a woman is for the men. Yeah. She's like, and we've seen countless examples of this. And like, you know, if you go back to your mom's ask what her, what your grandma was like, and you know, they were you sometimes beaten, sometimes used, cheated on, and all those things. Yeah. And if we don't lift the weight of that trauma from all those generations, then how are we hoping to make any type of changes? Because yeah. you're gonna for your your one discussion with your parents. There's going to be way heavier. No, everybody's going to have to have a really heavy discussion mm. with I their mean, own parents. To be honest with you, I would not change my parents. I, I would let them be, be live in that world. Yeah. But I think our responsibility here is like now that we are educated about sex and mm-hmm. what is it about, how we actually talk about it openly, we can empower others. Like you know, it don't just go through sex as if in autopilot and as if it's just like <laughs> you know uh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. having bomb and then that's it. It's yeah, it's yeah. more than that. It's like a whole mm-hmm. experience. You have to enjoy it from mm-hmm. start to finish and. The goal is not about orgasm, mm-hmm. but the whole process should it's, be yeah. of something it's fun and journey. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, And I'm curious, like, how did you learn to talk about it? How did you learn to tell your boyfriend, like, hey, I want it this way, or hey, I want us to try this? So how did you learn to speak up about what you want? Actually, in my relationship with my boyfriend, we are really open to just talk about our needs and what we want. So sex is included. But until I I feel empowered by my sexuality, that I can open my mouth easier to tell him, hey, I want to be touched like this. Or hey, you should do this kind of dirty talk to me. I want to hear it. Or mm. you should... We should do this position and stuff. Yeah, I think the after the masturbation and after the whole enlightened experience I got, then I am empowered to talk about it. Time frame? How long did it take you to be to reach this new level of comfort with yourself? When you actively was like exploring and you reached that new level, there's more levels, I'm sure, for you. Yeah. But like how long approximately? It's pretty short, actually. Yeah. Because uh, actually during the lockdown, we still had conversation every day about everything. Mm-hmm. And the masturbation is just one of the events that we talk about. So mm-hmm. the more we talk about it, the more um, open I am to talk about it later on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So recently, it's like about a year. And then, yeah. So it's like it took you like quite an eight years or a little bit more to, to be able to, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's so interesting. From your first time? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, first from, your, from the, I think I had an orgasm to, to masturbation. How many years? <laughs> I'm trying to get a time frame a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> and how many times did you do it? <laughs> Which position did you do? And <laughs> what did you, yeah. Yeah, I do believe that this is something it needs to be talked about a little bit more in mm. starting from a young age. Because yeah. like Selena, for example, you only start to realize this 
recently, which just means that you turn 23 or something like that until you realize you can actually mm. openly talk about, you can actually masturbate. But I think this conversation should start when when girls start to develop, like yeah. say around even like 14, mm. 15, you know, like yeah. maybe a 15, maybe even early, young, but it's like still giving hints like, hey, there is this organ down there, it's kind of sensitive. <laughs> Actually, sex education can be taught from a really young age, not teenagers age, but like younger because uh, for example you can literally hear a five years old kid ask the parents how our babies were born right so by the time if the, ch- the child asks about it you can just explain it to them and that can be the first sex adolescence they have and later on it would be easier for you to just talk to your children about that one of the stuff so how would you do it differently? Imagine that you're gonna have your own child. How gonna do? How are you gonna do it differently? <laughs> well, definitely not through porn because I don't want my children to know about their bodies and their partner's bodies through the porn. Because I I heard uh, a sentence that I really love that if you don't watch Fast and Furious to uh, learn how to drive a car and why would you watch porn to learn how to fuck someone right <laughs> yeah so it's really inspiring yeah anyway <laughs> I, w- I think I will start with the puppets or the you know the, the toys not sex toys Jesus <laughs> no no I, I'm talking I'm just like let's say when your kid is four year old <laughs> uh-huh. I mean like I, six, I, I'm, six, I'm curious six, ab- <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm curious about the timeline so not only when they are 17 but let's say when you have a kid starting at the age of four what did you tell them and then when they are becoming elementary kids what would you tell them differently and then so on you know we, we in in the west at least we start with the flower and the bees <laughs> and then we go from there <laughs> oh i don't remember how i got taught so long ago. i never yeah. got the but flower and the bees yeah, i wish yeah. or maybe we got the the bird and the we didn't we didn't have porn movies in my generation we had porn magazines and the internet was just starting, so you had to connect to the phone. And <laughs> by the time that one photo would load and I would get to the nipple, I would be done. <laughs> because it was like a pure imagination. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, at the moment, um, in Vietnam, they've already have like the sex ed kit that, you know, to just let the children find out about, about sex and mm-hmm. stuff. So I think it's really fun. And Do you so have Netflix? Yes. Do you watch Sex Education, the TV show? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find this amazing? Like, there is a lot of documentaries about sex. For me, I find it very amazing on a social level. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, like Sex Education, for example, the show has is three seasons in. Mm-hmm. And some Vietnamese can watch it just at the same time as some American kids, yeah. some English kids, some African kids. Everybody's watching it at the same time. And it's perfectly subtitled. Mm. There's actually a lot of documentaries about sex that my girlfriend watched and, or Sex Education. And she turned around to me and she was like, I didn't know anything about this. So that would be a good point to start. For everybody that is listening, there is Netflix documentaries. There are subtitles in many, many languages. Mm -hmm. Start that. Sex Education is actually a TV show, which is not a documentary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a movie. But (laughs) Netflix do have a lot of documentaries about sex. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always a good point to start. I I find it fascinating for me because now the young generation has access to this. Mm What I what I'm scared though, it's that the gap between the older generation and the younger generation is going to be, the communication is already hard for us. Yeah. 
it's going to get even harder. So maybe that's where you come in, in between that, you know, because... So no, yeah, yeah, how are you going to approach this conversation with... With my parents? No, no, no with, with the With the next generation. How do you want to, let's say you have your own kids, coming back to that example, how would you educate them to be fully empowered in their own sexuality? Well, like I said, they have their sex ed kit with random books and pictures and as well as sometimes it can be the puppet. It can be like a vulva puppet to get to know about what's inside the vulva or yeah, something like that. I, I think I can start with that. And I want to, I'm manifesting a vulva puppet on my birthday this year. <laughs> I don't know if I can get it <laughs> because it's not for sale in Vietnam. It's not for sale in Vietnam? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can order one. Uh, yeah, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> and and so what's your audience? Like, you, like, you know, project yourself in the future. Like, you, you are now a sex coach. Who is your audience? Mm, I want to empower women. Of which age? Uh, all age. Because all age, yeah. I believe that all ages, people need to learn more about the body and their sexuality at mm-hmm. all age. So uh, that's why I created the fan page, Let's, Call, uh, Let's Talk sexuality mm-hmm. where i can share my personal story and experience to let people out there know that if they experience the same thing they are not alone and they should learn more knowledge to have better sex and protect themselves better mm. yeah that's very important and i really hope that you're gonna bring this mission to many women in vietnam because I do want sex to be a normal topic, like mm-hmm. a dinner conversation. Mm. So thank you so much, really, Selena, for sharing all of this with us. I hope people are going to know more about how sex is talked about in Vietnam in general, but also like what kind of aspects we can empower mm-hmm. these women even further, also through your work. So, thank you. Was there a message you wanted to send? Learn more about your body. Try to masturbate first before you have sex. And talk about it uh, as much as you can. Because it's good for you. Yeah. Perfect Very message. Good. Thank you, Selena. Thank, thank you for you having so me. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Creators in Vietnam. If you like this episode, become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a 5-star rating and review in Apple Podcast. Also by sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.